0: Alright guys, hey, okay, so the thing is, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start this off by saying this is gonna be the first and probably maybe the only show, or maybe I might do it every year depending on how I feel about it, but this show does not have a guest. I am gonna be talking to you guys very openly about objectively incorrect and generally where it's going and, 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 and where it is.
1: Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a
2: sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking
1: around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not
2: knowing what they do, not caring. Obey all rules. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats?
3: Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not
4: let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear?
5: We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no now, now, wait
4: a minute, friends. You don't want to hear
5: that, do you?
2: Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
0: This year we've had 12 episodes so far we've had 12 episodes and it's just come so far like um, we have uh, over 900 views as of this recording um it's been over 900 and it might be a thousand by the time this recording comes up uh listens not views sorry listens and it's just it's just amazing because i just didn't think that this would Take off this way, and that's why I used to get get frustrated because I'm like, nobody really would want to listen to a long form podcast, you know. Like, you know, this is gonna be difficult. I don't want it to be like super cut down. I want it to be like raw. I want to hear people's thoughts, and I want to get so deep into the interview that they forget they're being interviewed and they just start talking to me for real. And that takes time, and that takes effort, takes a lot of energy. And, you know, for me, it's just been one of those things. And, you know, even having a place to record it, like I, I record this generally in my apartment living room. So sometimes you would hear things like, you know, maybe a, a chicken cock across the street. And, you know, my neighbors my neighbors have dogs. Um, and I, I, I literally, my apartment is right next to the street. So sometimes you hear a cat, you know, somebody beeping outside or something. And it's just it's not the, the super best place to have it, but it's what I have available to me. And, um, you know, my girlfriend just was like, you know, stop making excuses and just just do what you love to do. Do what you want to do. And, you know, her her effort in making sure the show comes off is is cannot be understated. And I just want to say thank you so much on, um, for just, you know, helping me and just supporting it and and pushing me to keep doing it. And, you know, we have some really steadfast listeners who, who really are just, just you know, their support is just, I, I can't quantify it in words. I can't even begin to say how much it means to me when they listen to the show and they come back with their feedback and ask questions and so on. Um, it's, just, it's just a lot. Um, even for my business partner, Sharali, who listens to every single show. Um, and gives me feedback or says, you know, this show went this way and, you know, I would try to adjust and, and, and she takes the time out to do it. I just want to say thank you um, for my mom who just started listening to the show maybe recently. <laughs> I just want to say thanks mom. I just want to say thanks and my family who have been on the show, especially in the last episode. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much. And Happy New Year. I should have probably started with that. Um, Happy New Year to everybody. It's it's probably not New Year when this comes out. It's probably going to come out this Sunday before New Year's um, in 2018 or well, 2019. But I just want to say thank you to everybody. No, the second thing I want to do on this show, I mean, I, I won't have a fact of fiction because, of course, it's only me and I know all the answers. So um, I'm going to just say... I want to just explore some of the hot takes that we've had. Um, Some of you might not be listeners of the hot takes. The hot takes are are only available um, at the website, which is www.objectivelyincorrect.com. Incorrect spell I-N-C-O-W-R-E-C-K-E-D. I've actually learned to spell it on the fly um, through doing the show. But, um it they're only available there and they're on the home page so that you know i made these hot takes just so if people don't want to really listen a whole one and a half hours of of a one hour and 50 minutes sometimes of of podcast which you know it's not really meant for you to sit down and just listen to it um and do nothing else it's really made for you to put it in your car and drive with it, listen to it on the way to work, let it give you some inspiration. If you're at work and it's that kind of job, you could wear headphones, Um, You could just listen to the podcast and just listen it in the background. Certain stuff would reach out to you, certain stuff might not, but it's really not an active process. You could do it while you're doing your chores. I listen to podcasts while I'm doing chores, if I'm washing or if I'm cleaning or doing something, uh, even cooking. But for first, what I want to do is explore some of my favorite hot takes and just maybe give a little background about some of the people that I've been having these interviews with. Um, And some of them have just been just just... I mean, all of them have just been amazing for spending time with me, but it's just been such an experience, and my mind has changed a hundred times. It's inspired so many conversations um, outside of um, this show, um, and it's inspired—it's inspired so much different thoughts for me. And everyone that I've shared with, and everyone that shared with me, have made me just a better, more informed person, and just a better person in general. And I'm just hoping that it does that for you guys too. All right, so let's go with number one. So the first guest, my first guest was my girlfriend, Mims, and we were talking about our trip to New York. And a lot of things came out in this episode because, I mean, it was a real culture shock for me to go to New York. Um, the, the the money that it took, uh, the amount of uh, effort it was to get from one place to the next, just the sheer magnitude of how big New York is. Was really just something that just overwhelmed me completely, and uh, I did have a good time. I some parts of it weren't that great. Uh, I think it was really stressful for us because we were staying in, in Brooklyn, and in an Airbnb, and it was really far away from. I mean, we spent a lot of time in Manhattan, so the dry, the, the movement from Brooklyn to Manhattan was a little tedious. Um, sometimes in the night they would have like the non express stops, so you take like almost an hour you know it could be a very very fast paced space and it, it it could take its toll on you. Um, so this this clip coming up is 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 really um one clip that I really liked and I think it was one of my favorite clips because it it says so much. It's if you don't like it here then you could just leave. And it 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 was sh- what what Mims talks about in this clip is basically if you don't like where you are if you don't like it in New York, then you, you just don't have to stare. Like, don't complain about it. Just make the best of it or leave.
5: You're having, you're, t- you're having food stamps and all these things, and you're not paying taxes. You're not paying for it. So, you're making the situation more difficult for yourself in the long run. And then, abusing and saying, when oh, America is so difficult up. and America is so hard. And nobody when they're trying
6: to get rid
0: of it. But you. you're
5: making it worse for yourself. And of course, nobody wants to have a leech that's not even from their country yeah. staying because there. If, if
0: you had to transpose and we had to get people coming from some other country and leeching from our system, which does happen. We're not happy about it either. Of
5: course like, we're not happy about you're gonna it. If you don't come and
0: make a contribution, come and make a contribution. We appreciate it. Exactly. contribution. Make don't, your contri- don't and come and lead from the country. Exactly. And I pay and then my and, taxes and, 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 and pay for and, you. And,
5: and, and just, I mean, again, a little aggressive, but these are the kind of things that kind of irritate me about Caribbean people sometimes, like, again, just always trying to play the victim card. You can't always play the victim card. You have to take some of their responsibility. For you. Of course, I definitely believe that we should get paid reparations, 110% because people all over the world got paid reparations, reparations. and black people still here waiting who's still going to slavery even now haven't been paid reparations but take some responsibility for your own actions. Here in St. Kitts, we do have a lot of people from all over the Caribbean living and we are the first ones to say, Whenever those people complain, like there are people who come here from all over and they complain how saying it's bad. And so we are the first ones to say, well, if saying it's bad, come go home. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If saying it's so bad, what are you here for when the Jamaicans and the Spanish people complain about saying it's this and that? Come go home. But it's the same thing in America. If America is so bad and so dirty and so terrible and so expensive, Come, go back home.
0: And she gets really passionate in the clip, but she gets passionate because I guess I think two of us are really passionate people, and I, I guess you could imagine when we don't agree on something what happens. But um, you know, it, it, she's a really passionate person. The second clip that I have, which is, comes from the second show, uh, is from Latoya Rose. Now I've known Latoya for a long time, and I will tell you guys the honest truth. Me and Latoya have had conversations that lasted like four or five hours, and I kid you not. If you ask her, she'll probably say the same exact thing. But we have we have we've had really long conversations. So um inviting her on the show was just commonplace for me. Like she was one of the first people that I, I put down that I wanted to have a, as a guest. And when she said yes, I was more than ecstatic. Uh in terms of the recordings that I did, the the one that I did with Mims that you just heard actually was recorded after. Um long after um, I started doing recordings for the show. Um, In fact, the recording with Mims that you just heard was recorded in October when we came back from New York. It was recorded maybe about a week into October, and the show was released, I think, in mid... It might have been mid-October. I think it was mid-October or early October. I can't remember the exact date, but... It, the, the show with Mims was recorded just a couple of days before that. But Latoya is actually a guidance counselor and she is an amazing conversationalist. She is just, she has the best stories and she's also so very like researched. She, she studies a lot and she just knows her stuff. So when we were talking, one thing that came up was talking about books being obsolete and the fact that people don't read. And she had a lot to say about it, but I also had a lot to say about it. I had something to say about it. And my thing was that we kind of, in the Caribbean, we're still not embracing the technology. And I find that education and the level of education moves at a very slow pace in, 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 um, in essence uh, when compared to the speed of technology. These kids are growing up in an environment where books mm-hmm. are becoming obsolete, if they are not very much so already. Mm-hmm. The only reason that some children look in a book is because the curriculum... It makes because, it a requirement yeah. to buy but then, a certain then book. it
4: means then, as parents, your children have phones, they have tablets. Download the Kindle app.
0: And buy the books. Buy the yeah,
4: and, they, and even if you say, I don't have money to buy, you know how many free books are available are on <laughs> and Kindle. Yeah, Kindle. available on Amazon. Yeah, like whatever it is that your child is interested in, the things, whatever their interests are, mm-hmm. right? Get them books based on and that
0: and let them learn it, and yeah? let
4: them read. True, let them read because um and because you know, children are reading or people mm-hmm. in general are not reading as much. As, if you don't want me to know something, I'm going to put it in a book.
0: Yeah, they said that a long time ago. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing, I still deal. yeah, because we do a lot of reading, but we read messages from each other yes so there's no real sometimes there's no enlightenment there's no idea there's nothing it's just sharing of common ideas yeah so yeah guys so that was latoya and that was me talking about you know like in terms of expanding your mind and i and i think um latoya's episode like caught me by surprise this is one of the best performing episodes and it caught me by surprise because i didn't know people would be so interested in in education and I'm not so sure if it's the title. I'm still trying to figure out this, uh, this pattern or what people like or what people are interested in listening to. And but this is, I think this is the best performing episode uh, so far. Um, okay. So coming up next, we have Nick. No, Nick and me, we go way back. We we go back to high school. We had a band together called One Side at one point um, with two other um, guys who still my friends until this day and still very talented guys. And the thing about Nick that 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 I like is that he also does a lot of research, but it's very like, it's very different types of research, and he has very different views. And I needed him on the show for that. He's probably gonna come back on the show at some point, um, to share some of his thoughts and some of the things that he thinks about. Like he's really a thinker, um, and some of the things that he has to th- to say are just groundbreaking. But this one. He's talking more about um, like he's talking, he's touching on female makeup. And this episode was called, um, I think it was pheromones. What was it called? It was called overpowered female pheromones. And again, it's very well, very well received, seemingly well received episode. Uh, but it was also an episode that was very long. I think this was the longest episode that I think I've ever recorded with anybody for this sofa um that we've released. Uh, this episode, I think, was over three hours long originally. And we I ended up having to edit it down a bit. Not a bit, but a lot of bit. Um, just so that it could fit within the time frame that works for the show. And one thing I try to do is never have a show that's over two hours. But I think that might change. And I'm not going to promise you guys that it's always going to be like that. Because <clears throat> I think that's going to change. Um, but until it does... I just usually like to keep it two hours or shorter. But in this clip, and this is one of my favorite clips from Nick, he, he talks about something that I've never thought about, like makeup being used to make people look healthy. And also about the the, the food situation in
7: saying where we do waste a lot of food. At the end of the day, what, what what everybody is trying and specifically females in this conversation, what they're trying to achieve is a very healthy appearance. That's mm. all they're trying to achieve. The makeup, the hair all they're trying to achieve is a healthy appearance. And the reason why that is important because, once again, we're going through this phase shift and whatever. Uh-huh. We're stepping out of biology, but we still have in it, especially women. They're, is, they're is the ones dealing a lot with this, this, this shift between biology and consciousness. The reason why the makeup and the hair is all to do with health, the, the, the projection of perfect health. And they're trying to cover up the <laughs> bad skin. They're trying to make sure that they, had, they actually got hair that actually forms in some symmetrical formation on the eyes above the eyes. That's an indication of right. They want to make sure that the hair is nice and shiny and full, a full head of hair. Everything is a tra- trying to project a pr- project an image of good health. health. Mm. So, and for some reason, it is a lot quicker because quick gratification is what we're dealing with right now. Mm. To put on makeup so you could have the healthy looking face. In ten minutes, mm-hmm. versus actually, what, like sorting it out and right, and, drinking, yeah. your Drink, okay, drinking your water. Drinking, I can't Drinking your water. Drinking a gallon of water, half a gallon of water, or right. eating more vegetables, or right. putting your 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 your, your volcanic like, amiga, dirt on your face to sleep on overnight to get the iron nutrients into your face, or right. whatever the case might. I've never be. heard of that, but interesting. <laughs> Very. I never heard of it either. You just make that up, just like off the bat, just like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. but saying, <clears throat> there are things you can do to improve and create an immaculate complexion and projection of health. Because the way to project health is to eat f- to be healthy mm. rather than to mask the healthiness. But you know, I saw you just about economically. Economically what? See, we we're living in an age of surplus. We, live we in an are, age are of, living... Yeah, but we're also living in an age where the, there's the biggest wage gap in history. There's never oh, been oh, a time. Oh, oh. Let me add something else on that. On top of that, that's specific to this very demographic, however the case might be. If you're talking about St. Kitts and Nevis, yes. Mm. We live in the tropics. What do I mean? We live on a Caribbean island. That's great. we got sun, yeah. They are breadfruit that's pollen on the ground. Mm-hmm. I went, <laughs> I went volcano today, and I'm pretty sure I passed over a hundred mangoes on the ground with a bunch of fruit flies eating them out
0: So yeah, so that was Nick, and and the thing is, I I I I I could I could see what he's saying, and um i think in this episode it was a little more argumentative than i thought but i think it's because me and nick are so we go so far back so we're like brothers and i do this disagree with him sometimes and he does disagree with me sometimes so i think that just ended up coming over in in the episode um from that i think i learned a little bit i'm not gonna be as argumentative with the guests and just kind of try to get more of what they're trying to say from him so just made a small change there. Now, coming up, this the fourth episode that we did, that the fourth episode I did was um Egos Kill Monogamy featuring my Naima. And this, I'm gonna say, this is one of my favorite talks with anybody. Now, Naima is extremely um experienced. She used to be a school teacher, she was a guidance counselor for a very long time. And she also headed a rehabilitation center in Saint Kitts. Uh and with all of that experience, and she's actually she's really educated and With all of this experience and with the fact that she's so charismatic, right, it just created an episode that I still listen to to this day and it still gives me more when I listen to it. We know each other for a while for at least, it has to be at least maybe 10 years by now. Maybe Um, she was part of the Visitor Channel when I used to shoot the Visitor Channel and we have a good rapport. Now, I'm going to share two clips Uh, I'm going to try to share them back to back. The first one is about cheating, not being about the person who's being cheated on. And the second one is about loving your vagina. And this clip is hilarious. When I heard it the first time, I was like, this is crazy. Like, oh, and it was so, it was so real. And I think a lot of people appreciated it. I got a lot of feedback from this episode. People really appreciated the episode. And, it was one of the highlights of um, of this show for me um, because it it's so much showcased uh, sexuality in a way that I don't think I've ever heard broadcasted. Like, usually, you know, we broadcast very sexually tame things, but she was very frank. She was very good, and I, I would love to have Naima on the show. I told her she has to be on the show again. Uh, at some point this year, we're going to have that. We're going to have to have her back. Like, and it's learning. difficult to
3: grow in a relationship if you're not open in a relationship sure. because everybody grows. Who you were in your 20s is not who you'll be in your 30s not or who you'll all. be in your 40s or into your 50s.
0: Not at all. It's know? not a static thing. It and I not. think it's when it becomes a static thing is when it becomes very, very miserable. Yeah. Because one person, and I always find this to be the case somehow, like there's always one person that's just growing in leaps and bounds and mm-hmm. then this other person just kind of stunted like, you're not really moving, and you're not open to move. You're like, why should I change it? It's fine. But it's not fine. It's not. Like, I, I, and, and the thing is, is, for me, like, when it comes to my perception of, of relationships, I'm, I'm very empathetic to people yes. who go through bad relationships. Yep. Very empathetic, because a lot of the times, the intentions are really, really good. Yeah. But the honesty is missing. Like, She's missing. I, am, I really do care about you. Like I really don't want to see you. hurt. And mm-hmm. a lot of guys... And they mean that. it
3: when they say they love you. People go, yes. oh, how could you love me when you did that? No, but I still like, love you. No, he loves you. He loves That's you. That's just not about you. That's nothing. not... People think cheating is about them. It's not it's about, not about you. you. It's
0: not about you. It has nothing to do... This is a deficiency that I That's have. That's an ego
3: thing. It is. You need I'm something
0: to, for yourself. Exactly. Nothing to I'm do with proving... Me. Me. I'm trying to prove that I'm a worthy human being. Yeah, to myself. To myself, mm-hmm. and it's like even, and that's why they do it in a solitary place. I'm not trying to involve you in me cheating. I want to cheat alone. Yeah. And if I could not have you know about it, then it's better off because yeah, otherwise, then I, why
3: would they hide? Exactly.
0: <laughs> they would just be open. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's almost like it's almost like people people take things very very personally when it comes to to the whole relationships and fidelity and, and, and fidelity. love. Yeah. And
3: a lot of it is not but about not other about people; me. it's about themselves. It's about you. It's about, so about I told them. you. From the beginning. You have to know yourself to be in a successful relationship. Because if you don't know yourself, your flaws, your weaknesses, your good, your bad parts, it's very hard for you to give yourself to somebody else because what are you giving? And people
0: don't have good like we we talk about sex education, but I don't think we have very
3: No, I was a good sex educator.
0: Were you like researched and like I up did? To I was researched
3: mm. and I tried to make things really exciting. And yeah, my my young people that I taught would tell you that mm. I, I think I did the duty, you you I did really did. did. I think I tried to be my sex education different. teacher was, horrible. and I think I got a lot of, away with a lot because you know my accent was different. And oh, yeah, they kind of gave me a few passes that they, wouldn't passes
0: normally they would normally give because if you had to say it in a mm. local palance they would, be, would like, be like, Oh, I don't
3: like what you're talking
0: about, but enjoy yeah, now. Where you're yes, talking about, I actually
3: remember Mrs. Williams passing me when she was. She was my principal. I love you, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Williams. And her passed in the class, and the children were doing a mantra. It was called I Love My Vagina. And I, they were in first form, and I had them talking about their vaginas. They had to go home and look at their vaginas. Because, mm. you know, a lot of people won't even Don't look at their look vagina, at mm. but they'll give it to somebody else. Sure. If you're not comfortable with yourself, you shouldn't give yourself to, to somebody else. else. Mm. You know, they had to write a poem about their vaginas, and then they had to do, like, in a mantra. So they came to really be like, I love my vagina. And she passed, and they were like, I love my vagina. And she was like, everything okay in here, Miss L? I was like, everything's good. <laughs> I can remember. I actually think it that was 181. A I'll never forget it. Yeah. Should everything good in here besides hell? Everything's good. <laughs>
0: everything is perfect. They love their vaginas, as you can they hear do. them say.
3: That means nobody's going to take advantage of their vaginas. That means they care about the health of their vaginas. They, do. Mm-hmm. they care about their the, how they give their vaginas, vaginas too, to. Of course. Because they love
0: it. Because they love it. It's not just... It's
3: part of you. It's not separate from you. you. It's
0: not. It's not like no. I'm just giving this guy some no, vagina. I'm giving this separate. guy some of me.
3: Yeah, I'm you're giving, giving, giving him yourself every time. Every time. <laughs> every time you're. Giving
0: and that's something. the thing, like when it comes to like even sexuality, and me and my girlfriend had a conversation about this recently. In that, um, whenever people give themselves, whenever you give yourself in any sexual way, it could it, it's some um, it doesn't even have to be sexual. It could just be even being in somebody's presence. Like you could share so much energies. Like you have to be so very careful of who you're sharing your energies with because you could end up turning into a completely different person. Like one thing that I think we used to talk about in high school is girls would act different when they get sexually active. Like they would just act different. Not Sometimes it's not just acting out, but just they act different. And you could tell. And I, I used to think it's just because of, you know, hormones and stuff, and it might just be. But I also think there's a spiritual element to it. Um, you could believe, you could not believe, but that's just what I think. Um, the fifth, the fifth, the fifth episode, and this was one that that Mim suggested was with Ozel Martin, and Ozel Martin is in our community. She is just um, I look up to her as a business person so much because she continues to adapt. She continues to create opportunities where you know other people might not see opportunities. And right now she runs um, the Ultra Mass Camp, which is at the, t- at, the t- at the time of this of this release uh would not have gone on the road yet but have seen just amazing sales this year and i respect her so much and having her on the show i think it was just it was as adequate to name the show champions just know how to win and 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 i came up with that title because of what we talked about and because of what she she stood for like, she's a very no-nonsense person. She's very, very, you know, about business. And she does not play. Like, she's very nice, very approachable. But just, you know, she just has that kind of, that tenacity. And she does it with just the most easygoing voice, right? Um, and you're going to hear it in this next clip. And this clip is called, like, Talent. Natural talent does not make you great, which I believe with hat. So let's listen it. He's first in, he's last out. This is what he's passionate about. This is what he's doing. But he's also putting in the time. Yeah. Because compen- competency is in, in, in is is improved upon yeah. with time, with yeah. experience. Like it's not like it's not like oh I'm naturally I hate I hate when people yeah. say this. It's like oh he's naturally talented. Yeah, but that's not going to make him great.
8: Yeah. I mean no- every player in the NBA is gifted otherwise they wouldn't be there. They wouldn't
0: be in the NBA. Right. And they're gifted not only with their And of talents, course but only one team height, can win. Mm.
8: But you see something in a leader True. that would take that team over the home.
0: It is. Yeah. And, and and you see it especially in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Of
8: course.
0: Because in the regular season, I mean you could lose a game, win a game, lose a game, win a game. But the playoffs, everything is on the line. Are we going to win this? Are we going to win the championship? Are we just here to just be a stepping stone for somebody else? Yeah. And that's when you see like players start opening up. I think that's why people I know you don't like him, but he's on your team now, you're supposed to like Who? him. LeBron James.
8: I mean, it's not I, I like I've grown to like LeBron. Because he's on the I Lakers think or because not even because of that. Even before that, when mm-hmm. he start, when he won.
0: When he won, oh my right? God. Right? Because he's addicted to winners, guys. Right. Mm-hmm.
8: In my um even <laughs> I think a lot of like I didn't like, my teasing of LeBron was teasing other players, like, because taunting them. Because at the time, you know, Lakers were winning championships and stuff. So, it was just sports banter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I don't have a reason to hate LeBron. I don't know him. I would be stupid as hell to just hate him. I hate and LeBron. I don't know him, right? Yeah. But I got a new level of respect for him when he became a champion.
0: You know, Ozel. Also, doesn't she just doesn't she, she in in this in in this um, conversation that we had, she just didn't talk about winning. She also talked about um, being in Cuba and experiencing that kind of hospitality. You know, being away from cell phones and and so on. It's a, it's an episode that I think, like, if you are aspiring to be great at something, I just think you should listen to this episode. It is it is full packed and she goes real deep into some um in some theories and so on. And I just had so much fun talking to her. It was just such an amazing experience talking to her. And getting into the mind of somebody like her. It's just, it was just awesome. Now, the next one, I, I, I this 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 next episode, the sixth episode, which is called They Be Lion, featuring Janelle Thomas. And I just have just grown to just admire her, her genuine, just genuine vibe. Like, so having her on the show was interesting. And it was great that she said yes. And I'm still so happy that she said yes because I think the conversation that we had was very beneficial to a lot of people. And people have listened to it and they've come back to me. I get a lot of feedback. I got a lot of feedback from that episode, especially. And people were like, you know, I agree. And um a lot of the things that she was saying they went through and they could identify with. And it was that kind of um that kind of interview. So in this in this clip that I'm gonna play, which is a hot take. Uh, it says, I expect better of you.
4: Sometimes passing on stuff is not the best thing to do. You, you mess terrible. up your children and they grow up with that. And it sticks with them. And sometimes they don't even know that it's there sure. in the back of their minds. that, you know, I'm a man. This is what men do. And one thing I don't like is people have this excuse. Like when a man cheats or he does some stupid thing, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's a man. That's what they do. No.
0: No, it's not like, acceptable.
4: It, we're not making excuses for, for their shortcomings. That's that's not what they do. That's not what they're supposed to do. We need to pull them up on it.
0: And we live in a monogamous a monogamous um culture. Like as much as, as much as a lot of women accept like okay, a man is a man, you wants to so he wear a lot. Like I think that stunts the
4: growth of men. Like, yeah, because they become comfortable exactly. and say, like, well, you in, I ain't got I to do no better change. for you. So yeah. why well, you should go. And then they meet upon a woman who expects better of them, and it's, oh, you feel you're better than me, bourge, and I can't you be with you. Yeah, you like, like,
0: <laughs> you're yeah, <bourge> like, <laughs> you so you, how
4: how how do we how do we fix it?
0: You know, and she asks like, how do you fix it? And and the thing is, we we talked about so much things in this episode, and just how to fix it. Uh, is just is just up to interpretation, and that's another conversation that just needs to happen. Um, and one thing with this show that I love is that it inspires people to think about things, and that's what objectively incorrect is for. It's it's not only to try to change your mind, which it 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 is. It does present some argument that might challenge arguments that might challenge conventional thinking and especially conservative thinking. Uh, I settled to create a very liberal show. Okay, so the very next person um, that I had on the show is is episode seven, which was called Cameras, Bills, and Videotape, which is a play on words from a movie, uh, which is Sex, Drugs, and Videotape. The next guest was Bijan Bass, and Bijan Bass is uh, ubiquitous in our community. He is one of the young uh, up-and-coming photographers in our country, and He's also very vocal. And in this, in this in this clip that I'm gonna play, it's called Pricically Challenge. I have a good time <laughs> naming these things, by the way, guys. I just have an amazing time. Um, but it's called Pricically Challenge, and it just it just goes in deep thinking about the difference between a personal photo shoot and a commercial shoot where you're looking to make money. And I think Bijan does a good job on this show because he presents it from, I would present it from a different, a slightly different standpoint. Like I'm, I've been in the business just a little bit longer and I'm maybe a little bit more traditional um, than him. He's very much a radical guy uh, when it comes to business, but uh, a radically new perspective on business. So this is basically the challenge. Just tell me what you guys think about it. I think I, I, I had my, my parts to play and I did share. So let's hear what Bijan has to say. Yeah, so there's a separation between personal photography and commercial level photography, mm-hmm. where somebody could stand to gain money yeah. back yeah. from yeah. The, the usage of the photography. Yeah, I'm
2: glad you brought that up because I think, you know, even for the companies, they really expect, okay, he charged me $200 to take a picture, uh, do a shoot from a child. So if I want him to take these pictures because I'm going to advertise my cars, he's going to charge me the same 200 even though I'm selling my car for 250000
0: $1,000! ridiculous
2: and they, they they come with that idea and they challenge you on your price, and you now have to stand up and really show that you know value. What you're talking yeah, about. like you know what you're talking about or you'll just do it, and you know that's a that's another thing like we have again we're not bashing anybody, but mm. we have photographers who would fall by the wayside to do that, mm. and you're really watering down the market yeah, and after a while everything seeps through, goes through the pipelines and then that's what everybody's gonna have to do with that. And people get, you're putting people out of work.
0: And, you know, what he said there at the end is really important because uh, when you devalue something, especially a service, <clears throat> whenever you devalue a service, <clears throat> you decrease the margins. And you, you kind of train people to feel like uh, even though you're offering it for a decreased cost, uh, that the, the, the value of the service is that cost so if if, if something normally costs five hundred dollars and then i start charging five dollars for it then you're like well why was i paying five hundred dollars before um and for that cheap fear you might not be getting the kind of service that you need or that person might be warrantless you know just just overworked and not able to deliver at five dollars it's just they have to do like thousands of jobs to to, to make it by so Um, it's just, it's just different and value is important in our community, I guess. So the next, the next, the next part of the show, um, one of my favorite hot takes (laughs) and one of my favorite episodes as well, was with Alicia Bake, who was my, my, well, I was previously her co-host for the Marlene Bush, the program on ZDZ and it was a TV program and she, is a journalist. So the the show that we were were dealing with for this one was reporting wrongs and high-level cons, which was talking about investigative journalism and how it's missing in our community. And it's probably missing all around the world. It's very difficult, um, especially in smaller communities, to find good investigative journalists because everybody's so well-known, it's like they're exposed and so on. She explained that um, as a journalist, the kind of work that you could do kind of depends on where you work. Um, and I think it's true, but I also think that we need something new, something like in terms of the, the, the journalists, they need to look out for us because it's only through information can we expose the darkness. Like you need to shine a light on some of these stories. Um, so we talked about who's watching The Corrupt and that's the next hot take. And I think she makes a good argument and it it, 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 it shows the power of what it could do. And I just want to see it implemented in our country. A police officer is not necessarily going to report or doesn't have the authority to take down a commissioner like there's so much loopholes for mm-hmm, him to jump mm-hmm. through he's not going to get it um he would which, he mm-hmm. would be fired or sent to jail
7: <laughs> long <laughs> which, before which he reached to the me, second in
0: command
4: which reminds me there have been some interesting things that have been revealed through so the prompting of investigative journalism in the Virgin Islands, um, there was, after the hurricanes, there were several corrupt persons in wow. the Virgin Islands who corrupt. were taking the money that should have been going to the different individuals in need, really, like Maria and Irma. Wow, And uh-huh. they were discovered, it was found out after, you know, um, investigation mm-hmm. that these persons were not doing what they said they were doing, or were supposed to be doing with the money. True. So you know, it's it's something that would help. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would help in our societies because there's
0: know? nobody re- like I, I don't know if there's any institution like journalism that represent or could represent the people. Like mm-hmm. the, like we wanna say okay, we vote in politicians. Who is really looking at them? And I do think, like, it needs to represent the people. It absolutely does. I think it's necessary that, the, that journalists make sure that what they're doing is representing what people to protect us. Because there's no one else out there to protect us. If everyone is corrupt, then we're, if the information is corrupt. The information is just propaganda. So it's very important for us to have a good journalistic base. Now the next guy that I'm talking to is Dr. Garfield. And I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it straight up. Like this guy, this show, it's called the Black Caribbean Experiences Episode 9. And this show, I think, is the testament of what I want this show to be. And all the guests that have of all the guests that I've had um on this show, I think Dr. Garfield was one who probably Didn't know that he inspired me to want to do a show like this. And uh, I referenced it in the episode, but just the long story short, I remember there was one time we were doing a job with him, a photography job um, for his um, Rockaway Red brand. He runs um, events in St. Kitts as well. And the thing is, he ended up telling me about um, something completely unrelated to what we talked about, but it was about um, farming and the lack of agriculture in, in St. Kitts. With all the fertile land, we don't do enough agriculture. And man, oh man, like that inspired me. Like that, I looked into it. What he was saying was concrete. And it was just, you know, this show was was partly inspired by that conversation. And many conversations. I mean even conversations I have with my girl, but just having him on the show was just such a full circle thing for me. And I had to struggle to, you know, contain me excitement for having him on. But this, you know, it's just great. He talked about blue collar crime in this hot take. He talked about blue collar crime versus just petty crime. Like somebody stealing to eat versus somebody stealing for greed. And it's something that we don't ever think about. Like there would be people who are corrupt and they keep doing corrupt things, but they're never arrested, which kind of, piggybacks off of the previous episode which talks about investigative journalism and exposing wrongdoing in high places, you know? So it's just, you know, it's just it's just a couple of the, these two episodes, especially they marry so well and it's interesting that they come one after the other. I just, I love it. I love it. So this is Blue Collar Crime Stealing Well Rich.
6: We're up in arms now talking about the homicide rate and how much people being murdered. And, you know, for us... The greatest atrocity is to take another human life, mm. but I always see it as I—I I, I feel a greater sin, a greater crime is committed when a politician has been placed there by the masses, and he's going to abscond funds, take funds, do anything of that matter because one, it affects us yeah, it right now, this today, mm-hmm. and it's going to affect every other generation. And more the than problem. likely, he won't even be punished. No, he will not because it embarrasses the party, we'll be hidden down, or whatever the case, we'll be A politician caught up in a fiasco on a fear and, and gets anything and a slipper and a risk. I guess but fired. everything he does affects us now and, and in the future. Like sometimes, sometimes... But a guy you know, goes that into a Chinese tea for beef because he's hungry. And he's going to jail He go into jail and he play faces past all oh, over no, the place. Yeah, so sure. we have to... The, the same way people, talk, people talking about crime. And so, as... It, people talk about crime and then they like to link it to unemployment. Mm. But again, that's because we're always looking at the lower level crime of, of, of larceny and breaking in mm. and all. But we have politicians businessmen Mm -hmm. who are committing blue-collar crime whose bank books are filled, they're well employed and they're committing crimes. But like I said, when we make these notions and talk about crime, we're just talking about murder robbery. Surface level. Yeah, we're not talking about blue-collar and white-collar crime. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I
0: just agree so much with him. Um... And I think this again. This is another episode that is so timely, and it's something that I think people just need to they need to pay attention to it. It's something that needs some more of attention, man. It's just you can't have you you can't have progress without without some intellect. You know, you can't have progress without seeing what's happening in the past and trying to not repeat it. Um, and and it goes on to our next guest, and, and the next guest I have on this, uh, the the next guest that we had was keisha adams and keisha i mean i'm new i've known keisha for a while uh but keisha is you know in it's ubiquitous for doing dramas and and putting it on plays and you might think that that's not like a big deal but it is because what she talks about in terms of reforming um reforming drama and using drama for like for therapy. I've never heard of that. But it's a brilliant idea. And, and how she explains it in the episode is amazing. Uh, but the, the, the hot take that got me was the same hot take that dictates why I don't do interviews on this show. Like, I don't do interviews. These are not interviews. These are conversations. And the reason I do conversations is because conversations allow me as the, as the host to be just as vulnerable as the guest. Like, it's not just about them sharing... What they think are what they've been through. I share my experiences as well, and there are many times when I refer to my girlfriend, I refer to my family members, I refer to, you know, personal experiences, and it, the reason being is because this show is not just about the guest, it's not just about, it's tapping into that human experience, and it has to be an experience for everybody listening, it just can't be that I'm here just asking a bunch of questions, it has to be that I'm here making the same investment that I'm asking my guests to make, you know, it it can't be that, that I'm just feeding off of them, but you know, and this clip talks about the importance of vulnerability, and I think in this world we've moved from a world that is that we look up to 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 instead of looking up to mystery, we 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 cling to to vulnerability.
4: Yes, the audience had their laughs mm-hmm. and stuff, and people could see that it wasn't a Caribbean thing. You know, we had Greek goddesses and all kind of stuff in there. There's a lot of influences. And. Uh, um, but you guys were, like, real true to, like, the characters. So the pain came out. Mm-hmm.
0: The vulnerability. The
4: vulnerability came
0: Which out. Which is, and I'm sorry to add hoc to this, but, I mean, me and my girl were talking the other day about that same thing. And, and, and I told her, even when it comes to music, um, what's missing is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You, 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 we're not relating to you based, we're not relating, I don't relate to people based on how they look. Mm-hmm. I relate to people based on what they what they profess, what they say, how they express themselves. Like if you tell me like I broke down the other day because this hurt me, that vulnerability it pulls me in. It mm-hmm. makes me want to empathize with you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times in society, I mean, I guess this is part of the problem, like guys are taught not to be vulnerable yes. at all. So we 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 tend to like put up this facade of we are always strong, no matter what you do to me. Mom's going to be strong. But that doesn't work well for acting. No. Acting needs no it needs but even if you're being a comedian, yes there's a certain level Kevin Hart wouldn't be where he is without that level of vulnerability yes
4: when he actually talks about like his shortness exactly. and stuff like that and his marriage and cheating and all that he opens up and you have to remove the curtain you have, have to, to remove the curtain
0: so yeah vulnerability is 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 is, ne- is just necessary. And we're almost there at the end. So this last one is, is a fun excerpt um, from Creighton Pension. And he did an episode on the roots of Sugar Mass. And for those who don't know what Sugar Mass is, Sugar Mass is our carnival in St. Kitts and Nevis. It happens, well, it actually, it's a whole December-long celebration, but it also spills over into the new year. So it, it goes until, I think, it's maybe the 4th or the 5th of January uh, with most of the festivities wrapping up around the second of January, and in in what we call last lap. But uh, it's a festival. It has uh, it's carnival for us, and there's a there's a staunch history that intertwines slavery and plantations and and cultural expression and having Christmas off and all of these things. And I think there's nobody better that that I could have chosen to really dig deep into real. Um, Carnival came from, and some of the history of it and the culture that is it. And I think a lot of the younger generation like myself, we don't know a lot of these things. and it's again, it's the same as what garfield uh, me and Dr. Garfield were talking about is just you you cannot forget your history because history is 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 the, the is the guideline. It's
1: like what have we failed at before, and how could we do it better? There is a a mentality that we have. When it comes to pelvic oriented movements, mm-hmm. are what we call walk up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we say it's lewd. It's it can it can get lewd, it can get lewd if certain things are being done, mm-hmm. okay, all skinning out and that kind of thing and so on. But the natural, the natural pelvic oriented movements um which is an African element, an Africa strong African dance element. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing at all wrong with it. And it is and and it is in the African context. It is not seen as as being lewd. Oh it's not. It's not being seen lewd because it is seen it is seen as, uh, uh, it operates on two planes, mm-hmm. both the sacred and the secular. Mm-hmm. It is done for entertainment where you have the festivities in Africa, in mm-hmm. West Africa and so on, and you have you uh, pelvic-oriented movements, you have the meeting dances and so on, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And, um, and of course, it is sacred. Uh-huh. How so? Because it is, Seen as a gateway. That is a gateway through which life, life. emerges. So it's a
0: celebrated thing. It's, yeah. it's not just like... Yep.
1: Because that's the thing, you know... It, 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 it's like um, Africans would, would dance. I, I saw some um, a group in, in Jamaica, Nigerians, and they came out to, to everybody's um, surprise and amazement. But Topless. Mm. Topless. I mean, and um, and 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 looking looking good <laughs> because <laughs> they, they, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, they were young, young African dancers, and they were topless. But you see, in their tradition, in the West African tradition, breasts are sacred. Yeah. So, no.
0: Last, not last, but not least, um, the, the last the last one I'm going to play is the episode that I've had. Recently, with my siblings, I brought on Taj and Tiana Smith, and they joined me for my for the Christmas episode, which I had so much fun doing with them, because, I mean, these these are my siblings, right? And I love them. Um, we don't have a, a flayed relationship. I think we have a very close relationship, um, being that my sister and I are very much, uh, very similar people. We are very much the same person. But me and my brother, he's like the most responsible guy in the entire world, and I just lean on him so much and I respect him so much. And we just had a ball just doing this episode. It got deep at some point. I think it went really deep into some philosophical terms and some theories. And one of those theories was struggle versus reward, the struggle versus reward concept of human balance. And I'm going to share that with you guys uh, and I'm just going to share it with you guys just openly and see what you guys think about it. But it's one of my favorite clips, but it's also testimony to one thing. Now, in this clip, I do say something about Paris Hilton that I have to kind of recant. Now, the reason I'm recanting it is because after this episode was taped, which would have been like coming on, maybe close to the 20th. Me and my girlfriend sat down and she introduced me to uh documentary on Netflix called American Meme. Now American meme is about uh, the social media influencers that we look up to and Paris Hilton was one of those people. and at first I told her like you know I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna empathize with Paris Hilton like rich spoiled brat Paris Hilton. but when I watched what happened and what took place and what she did and what she went through, uh, I, I really changed my mind and 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 I think, um, even if she's a rich brat, you know, like, and she is, like, you know, maybe an entitled person, I think she's done a lot for herself. And in terms of building a business out of social media, I think she was more or less the baseline or the the cookie cutter, uh, the guide for how to create a social media persona. And what blew my mind is when my girl told me, like, if you look at Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian followed Paris Hilton's guide to the T. Like even the releasing of a sex tape, like like the leaked sex tape, like Paris Hilton's own might have been real, might have been genuine, but Kim Kardashian just did the same thing and just followed through. The only thing that she did was, she, instead of her going it alone, she brought her whole family into it and keeping up the, with the Kardashians was born. So... What I'm trying to say is this, like, uh, in this show, like, sometimes you have to change your mind. And sometimes I, myself, and I have, through a lot of these episodes, just changed my mind, changed my perspective, and shifted my perspective because of these conversations and because of what these people have said. And some people say, oh, it's flip-flopping. It's not. We, as, if you're not growing, you're not moving. And I think part of the growth process is being able to say, hey, you know what? If I had to go and do that today... I would do it differently. And I think I don't agree with myself when I say Paris Hilton because she has made money. Um, whether she has spent more money than she's made is irrelevant to me. Um, but let's just listen to the I just want you guys to hear the clip because it's still, to me, the clip still says a lot, even though it has that Paris Hilton reference. No, you that give it out? When things are too easy, there's no character building. You understand? If, uh-huh. And it's the reason why, like, even rich people, it's very hardly that you're going to find like six generations of wealth. It's very, very real. Mm -hmm. This is what I mean when I say that is usually the first generation does all the hard work and sets up the groundwork and does all that. So they understand the value of the dollar, right? They don't waste it. The second generation come out, they might inherit some other work ethic. The third generation, it's watered down. Mm -hmm. The fourth generation, Mm -hmm. usually a bunch of spenders. Yes. Look at Paris Hilton. Like, do you oh, even living, see her anymore? Living
2: no. off that foundation. That foundation the, that, bro, fact, that
0: Hilton they, they money. They don't know. They don't know, know work ethic. They only know privilege. Yeah. And once you only know privilege, there's no growth. You That's you are, you stay a spoiled child mm. forever. You need, like, like that struggle. Grit. Struggle mm. is necessary. We always ask you, like, why is life so hard? Always, yeah. But you're not learning. That's the problem. That's the
4: thing. Yeah. The thing is if, because all of us, you know, all of us do have to go through mm. um some sort of, Obstacle and obstacles in life the key is are you learning from it though are you learning what you need to learn from it and moving on and becoming a better level person level. with it you could learn the wrong things yeah and um that's why and we call it you know kind of being broken mm-hmm. when it broke you mm-hmm. break you um even in a relationship you know you're you're, you're still broken laughing, still <laughs> <keep> laughing at
0: <laughs> we english mess this is how yeah, she is
4: guys broken i yeah, don't, don't 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 let it break you. Have to you learn from these tough experiences. And yes, it's only when you go through those those tough experiences that
2: you could appreciate what you have,
0: you know. And you learn from tough experience. No, I just want to thank all my guests, like all of you from Latoya, Mims, Nick, Naima, Ozel, Bijan, Alicia, Blake. Thanks, Alicia. Um, Janelle, uh, Gaffield, Doctor Garfield, Alexander, Keisha Adams, Keish, uh, Mr Pension. Who really took it. I mean, he he recorded this in a time when he was extremely busy and still did it anyway. And for Taj and Tiana for coming through who who have never been on a podcast before. And Taj was a little skeptical about doing it, but he he, he joined on. I'm thankful that he did. Cause I think he himself said he had a good time. And I just wanted to I just loved all the guests. I loved all the conversations he had. Um, they were good. I enjoyed them, I learned from them. Um, and I was able to share with you guys what I felt about certain things, and I think everyone was generally receptive. Some of the interviews were, and all of the interviews were different because all of the people, sorry, all of the conversations were different because all of the people in the conversations were different. So uh, I just want to say thank you to all of them, And I want to talk about what we want to do for the new year as well, because the new year is going to be different. It's going to be a little different. For one, we've had an upgrade in the equipment. I'm recording on some of it now. So maybe you guys might hear a little bit of a difference in my voice or difference in the way that we talk. If you don't, that's good, too. But what we are doing is we're expanding so that we could even have more different types of shows and to expand the amount of people that we have on the shows comfortably. And what I want to tell you guys, th- these are some of the things that we want to do in the new year. Um, the length of the season is going to be till June. I mentioned that earlier up in the year. Uh, and this is going to be up up until June is going to be season one. And then we're going to probably take about a six week break before we start season two. Uh, the reason for doing this is well, it's twofold. One, I want to make some big changes for the second season and I would need to assess certain things and put certain things in place so that that season could come off differently and things could be different. Um, the one thing that we're going to be installing in this new year, even in season one, because we're still in season one, we're going to start having some roundtable discussions. Does the need for the new equipment. Um, we're going to have some roundtable discussions. Uh, you know, I wanted to do it since you know, early up, but, you know, having the funds... To do this stuff, it, it does take some quite a bit of investment with the microphones and all of that. So, um, and even just, you know, to have the ability to, to to record so much different inputs. It takes a mixer and all of that, processor and all of that. So, um, we've we've gotten some of that stuff. So, we're going to start doing some roundtable discussions and we're going to do a series uh, first and foremost. I'm not going to say what the series is about because I want it to be a surprise. Case can't have everything, come on. But, um, I just want to say that we're going to have some roundtable discussions and I'm really excited about that. The show is going to change just a little bit, but it's not going to always be roundtable discussions. This format, this one-on-one format, we're still going to be, I'm still going to be doing it. Uh, but we're going to splice it in with some roundtable discussions. We're also going to be introducing some one extra note. What you guys don't know is that a lot of these conversations that I have with, with my guests, there's a lot more to the conversation than what we release in the full version, which is not really full. A lot of the times before the, the, the conversation even real, uh, before the show even starts, there's a whole conversation that happens before that time. And sometimes they're very, very interesting. So on Sundays um, in the new year, we're going to be introducing some one extra episodes. All right. So we're going to be introducing. So for some people have been asking about them, a bit, asking why the, the podcast takes so long to come out. But this one extra, I hope it, it ties over you guys. Um, in the week, if you're, if you're hungry for more and you want to listen to more, they're going to be much shorter than the, the, the long episodes. I, I can't see them being any more than, than anywhere from five to, 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 to 30 minutes, well, 20 minutes, somewhere in that general ballpark vicinity. So, um, guys, I'm going to introduce this one extra. It's going to start in the second week in January. We're going to do the first one extra and we're going to continue as much as possible to do them. Uh, the thing with One Extra is we might not have a One Extra every week, but I'm, I am going to try because sometimes there's multiple, multiple One Extras in a single topic. So to have that is going to be really, 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 I'm very excited because some of the conversations that are introduced in the One Extra are very off the cuff conversations. And they're conversations that people would have had with me about something that has nothing to do with the topic. So we're going to have that. All right. So one thing that I wanted to, to talk about, too, is that we do have a Facebook page. It's objectively incorrect. And again, incorrect to spell Um, You could search us. You could follow us on Facebook and you could also message us. Now, the thing is, we haven't we've had I've had feedback coming through my WhatsApp, which is my close friends, they would tell me certain things and so on. But if you guys are out there and you want to Talk to me. Or you want to say something about the show. You want to give a, a recommendation. You want to give a topic. Um, you could do that through Facebook. Okay. You could you could message me through Facebook. Um, we always have somebody that's there that's gonna be willing to respond to you. But you could tell us if, if you have a topic that you want to hear discussed. And we also want to get you guys to ask us questions. So if you have a question about anything, any question at all, objectively incorrect, is the show that's going to try to answer those questions, right? So we want to introduce one part, a next segment to our show, which is, uh, we're going to call it Just Asking, the Just Asking segment. And we're going to start that in match. But if you guys could start sending out your questions now, Then we could have a lot of questions to answer during the last part of our show. You know, normally the show has three parts to it. It's usually the fact of fiction. Then we have the main discussion. And then we usually do an incorrect section at the end. Now, what I want to do is I want to introduce the just asking segment, which would be answering the questions from you guys, the community. And to hear what you guys have to say and to hear what you guys want to do. All right. So... Uh, again, that's just, and it's always going to be anonymous. You guys don't have to worry about, you could ask any question you want, but it's always going to be an anonymous thing. We're never going to release who you are. There's no judgment whatsoever. You could ask anything you want. All right. Now, we're also going to be launching a Patreon. And this is where you guys can give back to the show. There's some things that we want to do um, with the show that <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, are going to take some money. So we're gonna be launching a Patreon on the 14th of February, uh, or generally around that time. Don't 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 be a stickler. If you don't see it on the 14th of January, it's gonna happen. The 14th of February, sorry. Um, in February we're gonna be releasing, uh, launching our Patreon, and that's gonna basically give you guys the opportunity to give us anywhere from a dollar to anything you want every single month. Uh, it does cost money to put the show on here, um, for hosting the show and all of that. So if you guys wanna help out. I am 100% in for you guys to help out for the show. Uh, Last but not least, season two is going to be starting in August. And season two is going to start in August. And we want to do some big things in August, man. We want to, like, even introduce things like video and and so on for the podcast. So the Patreon is going to work toward that. But I want you guys to look out for it. If it doesn't happen, it's because we just didn't have enough money. Um, when it comes to video, video needs an editor. It needs we need camera people, so we would need a certain amount of income in order to substantiate and to keep that up and keep that going. So, uh, season two is going to be coming in August. So yeah, July, August, yes, uh, June, July, August, yes, in August. So uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. I, I've always worried about this not being a pop a pod a podcast sort of culture. Um. But you guys have proven me so wrong, and I want to give a special shout out to Atiba, and uh, and Nakira, who, like, just every single episode, like almost every episode, engage me in conversation about the episodes. I want to thank Shara Lee. I want to thank my girlfriend Mims, who is just awesome at just being supportive and just you know, <laughs> being welcoming, um, of guests and just being just 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 being a doll. I want to thank my family. Um, all of them, not just Taj and T, but my mom, who is also very supportive of the show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Del Rose and all of my friends, uh, Michalina and everybody who just listens to the show and you know just gives their feedback. If you've ever given feedback, I thank you so much. Um, and for my regular listeners, we're gonna just keep it going. Um, and I want to just wish you guys a happy new year, and I want to wish you guys everything that you need in this new year i want it to just be accomplished for you and i just want you guys to be blessed and if you have any suggestions whatsoever i am completely open to your suggestions may not be able to do all the suggestions but i am open to listen so guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being on the show as usual i'm your boy stephen smith and peace no gang signs